Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism, do my best to break it down to its most important points, and explain how we might be able to apply this in our daily lives. I share my successes and my failures, and hope that you can learn something from my experiences, all within the space of a coffee break. Today's episode is, What's Your Excuse? Epictetus said, Now is the time to get serious about living your ideals. How long can you afford to put off who you really want to be? Your nobler self cannot wait any longer. Put your principles into practice now. Stop the excuses and the procrastination. This is your life. Decide to be extraordinary and to do what you need to do now. We all have events and challenges that happen in our lives. I mean, that's what life is all about. When the Stoics use the term amor fati, they mean to love your fate, to love and accept what life sends your way. How you feel about the events that happen in your life will not change if they are going to happen or not. They'll just happen. Now, the thoughts that you have around these events and how you feel about them and how you respond to them, well, those are the only things you have control over. If this is the case, why do we make so many excuses? Why do we come up with rationalizations about why we do or don't do something? Especially when the rationalizations just make us feel worse about the actions that we want to take anyway. In the 1983 film, The Big Chill, Jeff Goldblum and Tom Berenger's characters are having this great conversation. I don't know anyone who could get through the day without two or three juicy rationalizations. They're more important than sex. Aw, come on. Nothing's more important than sex. Oh yeah? Ever gone a week without a rationalization? Part of the reason why we make excuses is evolutionary. Now, on its surface, when we make excuses, part of it is that our brain might honestly be trying to figure something out. It might be trying to find reasons to do or not do what we want. If it is after the fact, we might be trying to understand why we did what we did. So what is the difference between a cause and an excuse? Well, in my mind, a cause is a fact that can be proven. So if something caused something, it is the true root reason why something happened. An excuse is an explanation designed to avoid or alleviate guilt or a negative outcome, perception, or judgment. So what would be a good example of a cause? Well, the cause of why I cannot slam a basketball in a basketball hoop is because I can't jump high enough to reach the basketball rim. Now, my physique is such that I just don't have the height or the muscle to get even close to the rim. It has nothing to do with my desire or how much I want it. It has to do with physics. A rationalization, on the other hand, might be blaming a bad mood on getting a bad night's sleep, or the traffic was really bad on the way to work. We use rationalizations to justify our own behavior and to avoid taking full responsibility for our choices and actions. Now, the reason why this came up is because I'd mentioned to my partner about how I was feeling like I was not able to get myself organized because I feel like I'm in survival mode a lot because of my incessant insomnia. I explained that I wanted to get more organized, but I was just always so tired. And then I also talked about how I was, working on mindfulness was really too challenging because, again, I was tired all the time. And that I felt I needed to get my health back online so that I could focus on these other things. And she just looked at me and she said, uh, those are just excuses. 
and that I was always going to be tired or have something that could be used to rationalize to myself or to others why I did, or in this case, did not do something. And you know what? She was right. Now, this doesn't mean that I should forego working on my health, because being healthy certainly helps focus and the ability to think more clearly. But I recognize that I can find a way to get organized even when these things are happening. It might be more challenging and that I may not be able to do it in the way that I want to, but that I can get it done. Simply put, you're rarely going to have ideal conditions to accomplish your goals or develop your skill. Life happens, and if you wait around for things to be just perfect, you'll never accomplish anything. First, I want to talk about personal rationalizations. How often do we make excuses of why we do or don't do the things that we should do, such as cleaning the dishes or organizing our desk, or maybe eating healthier food? We consider our actions wrong in this case because we have somehow decided that our actions are wrong. We've decided that eating that piece of carrot cake is wrong, or that not doing the dishes right away is wrong, or having a disorganized desk is wrong. We make up excuses to justify our behavior when we really just could be responsible and own that this is the thing that we really want to do without having to justify it one way or the other. And the thing is, is I think that if we aren't honest with ourselves about why we do things, then it's a lot harder to be honest with other people about the things we're doing. Because if we're practicing giving ourselves excuses all the time, why would we suddenly be able to be more honest with others than we are with ourselves? So why do we make excuses and rationalize our behavior to other people? When we choose something and it doesn't work, we look for reasons outside of ourselves because of our ego, because we don't like to be wrong. And this kind of begs the question is, why are we so afraid to be wrong? What is it about being wrong that makes us avoid it so strongly that we'll even double down in an argument to prove our point to our detriment? often ignoring facts and even logic, just not to be wrong. Well, from an evolutionary standpoint, it does make sense. I mean, in ancient times, if you made a wrong decision and you died, then the rest of your tribe could also die because maybe you weren't able to bring back food. Our brains are wired for that kind of survival, where if you were wrong, it could have ended your life and the lives of your family. By upsetting the wrong person, or choosing the wrong plants to eat, or not having the right weapons when you were hunting. Any number of scenarios that we rarely, if ever, need to face in our current lives, but our brains are still wired for a different set of dangers. Luckily for us, our brains are also quite malleable, and we can learn how to recalibrate our responses to recognize what is truly dangerous and what is imagined. We're also afraid of the opinions or the reactions of others. We're afraid of being shamed or humiliated. And this can have some pretty big consequences in our lives. For example, if we're wrong about something in our careers and we have to own up to it, it might mean that we lose credibility in the eyes of our colleagues. We may not get the promotion that we were working towards. We might get fired. Politicians and leaders are very often afraid to admit that they were wrong about something because people might no longer support or follow them. They will try to spin things in such a way that the fault is on some other circumstance or some other person or maybe some group of people all in an effort to try and preserve their reputation. We also make up a lot of excuses to avoid conflict. And I know that growing up, for me, I was afraid that if I was wrong, I'd get beaten by my father. 
if I had a good enough excuse that could mollify him, then there was a pretty good chance that I could get away safe. So basically, I learned to be deceptive in order to be safe. And I also did this with the church as well, because if I had done something that the church didn't like, I could be shunned by my community. I could anger my father if I got kicked out of the church. I might not be able to get certain jobs in Utah if I was no longer a member. What it comes down to is that we aren't necessarily afraid of being wrong, but we're afraid of the consequences of being wrong. So what can we do about this? I think the more honest we can be with ourselves about what we really want to do, the better off we'll be. The more we can be okay with the choices we make and decide what is a priority and what is not, the more we can just let go of feeling we have to justify our actions, even to ourselves. You don't have to justify your actions. You just have to own them. If you're in a grumpy mood, own it. Don't make excuses as to why. Just own that you are and figure out a solution to change it if you want, or just sit with it. If you don't want to clean your desk, don't clean it up. And don't come up with all kinds of reasons why you can't. Just decide you want to and do it, or decide that you don't want to and don't. Get rid of all the guilt and shame around it. When dealing with others, be mindful of when you create excuses. Are you coming up with reasons so they don't get upset at you? Then just stick to the causes of something. Stick to the facts. When you start making excuses, you are trying to deflect the blame to someone or something else. If you just stick with the facts of what happened, you are more likely to understand the actual causes of something, and you'll probably be able to work with the person better about finding a solution. Remember, a cause of something is a fact. An excuse is a way to try and avoid the consequences. Learning how to be honest with ourselves is very challenging. We rationalize our behavior to ourselves on a daily, if not hourly, basis. If we take the time to be intentional about our choices, we can get rid of a lot of guilt and shame for doing the things we already want to do. And we can be better with owning our choices and actions around others. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be good to yourself, be good to others, and thanks for listening. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to patreon.com slash stoiccoffee and help support this podcast by becoming a patron. Also, swing by our website at www.stoic.coffee where you can sign up for our newsletter and buy some great-looking shirts and hoodies at the new Stoic Coffee Shop. Also, if you know of somebody that would benefit from or would appreciate this podcast, please share it. Word of mouth is always the best way to help this podcast grow. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.